0: in hoops, where ball is always life. I'm your host, Karthik. Here with my co-host, Nitin. What's good, Nitin?
1: What's up, Karthik? Uh, You know that meme that floats around on Twitter that's like, or X, that's like, uh, the NBA has been zero days since being unnecessarily dramatic? Yep. I feel like we got one of those prime drama-filled weeks this this week uh, in the league, just all over the place. A lot of action, a lot of sniping. You know, it's rivalry week. I guess
0: it makes sense the nba always stays entertaining like it's funny cuz as we saw a bunch of coaches got fired in the nfl we saw some interesting movement this week in the nba um so yeah all around man a lot of changes happening
1: yeah we're going to get into all of it uh the most pertinent news of the night was that the nba all-star starters were announced we're going to start here i Nothing that gets me more excited than an all-star team. I think I make my rosters between 15 and 20 times uh, during the season until we get to this actual moment. So the Stars were announced this Thursday. The Reserves will be announced next Thursday. So just as a recap, in the East, we have in the backcourt Tyrese Halliburton uh, for the hometown Pacers, um, Damian Lillard from the Bucks, and then, of course, Giannis Tatum and Embiid who I feel like have started in the front court together for the last like five years, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then out West, we have um, Luka Doncic, uh, fourth straight start, fifth straight appearance, and Shea Gilders Alexander, who's obviously incredibly deserving, but you know we weren't sure if he was going to beat out uh, the golden child, Steph Curry, or not, and he did so successfully. Then in the front court, an NBA record 20th straight selection and start for LeBron James. Kevin Durant, 14th selection, which... I was thinking, I was like, you know, cause he hasn't played since 2019 um, in the game itself, but he keeps making the teams cause he's good in the first half then gets hurt. Um, and then of course uh, the Joker finishing out the starting five for the West. Now, remember, they're not going to the um, team selections this year. They're going to finally play at East versus West in the last, I don't know, several years. The, the, the rosters were still 12 East, 12 West, but the, the, they, they did the whole draft. Mercifully they've ended that. I mean, I think it was cool for the first couple times Um they did everything from doing it on TNT, doing it mass to like doing it literally live on stage last year. And it just dragged the whole thing out and made it miserable. So before we get too far down the road, what were your thoughts on the starters from both the East and West? Let's start with the East. Uh, there's probably one notable name that's getting, trending on X right now. But where are you at with the five that were named?
0: Wait, what's the name trending on X? Damian Lillard. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... I think it's it, it was expected, right? I think if you look at what we picked in the mid, was it, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, a month ago? Uh, the only different player I had is Maxi. Same. And, you know, he's fallen a little bit back to earth, I think. He's still really good. And so I understand the Dame selection here. Wait, uh,
1: hold on a second. I got to push you on that. Yeah, sure. Maxi's not where he was when we made the picks. But, dude, I have Dame as a wild card selection. Like, he barely made my team.
0: I think wildcard might actually, he was a he was wildcard for me as well. There's,
1: the there's two guys that really have stone cold arguments ahead of Dame. And that's Jalen Brunson, who it seemed like was like the proverbial, like darling of everyone's eye. Like that's who everyone wanted to see in this all-star game starting lineup. And then Donovan Mitchell, to me, those guys, it's indefensible. that Dame got in over them. Obviously it's not that indefensible. It doesn't matter, but Point being, those guys had a much, much better case. And in the West, I feel like, for, by and large, they got it right. Like, you could argue here and there, like, a Kawhi or an AD or whoever, but that's going to be the five. In the East, it was four locks, and I thought, you know, Dame was more fan voting than anything else.
0: But, man, you know my stance on these things. Like, the All-Star starters is a joke. It's it's all fan votes, so I, to me, it's not surprising. It's
1: not. It's 50% fan vote
0: fifty percent drives a lot of it, right? So to me it's drives not surprising it. that Dame, a guy like Dame, a guy like LeBron, who I don't think deserve to be starters this year, they're gonna get through anyway. So what's the point in debating it? Like to I agree though, like he was on my wildcard selection. I still have him as a wild card. Yes. And Yeah,
1: yeah. that's what ultimately matters. I mean if the yeah. guy wasn't gonna make the team and he got like pushed into the starting lineup, then you get a little bit angrier. Like last year, and and like this doesn't really happen that much anymore because they changed the uh, the split. Right, it was fifty percent fan, twenty five percent media, twenty five percent players. You know, last year Zion had an incredible start to the season, and he absolutely deserved it from a numerical standpoint. But he ended up only playing in twenty eight games. Like he got hurt essentially, like at the start of the year, and then got hurt. I mean, by the time he had been they made the selections, he had maybe missed like twelve or you know fifteen games. But He was so good and the fans loved him, so it already seemed like kind of borderline. And then he just never played again the rest of the year, so <laughs> at least it wasn't one of those situations where the guy wouldn't have made the team. Because I think, anywhere you slice it, Dame's on the roster,
0: yeah. Uh, so I actually don't mind, um, Dame making it. And then out west, I think that was that went chalk essentially, right? Yeah, I yeah, that was when I made exactly. Picks, I, put, I put SGA at forward so that's why oh, my yeah, was you want because well
1: Steph was balling back then he's yeah, taking so it I, he's I, I wanted to back. give
0: Steph a spot but now it makes sense Luka SGA and then you got LeBron Fox and Durant or Jokic and I think Durant that's the one that's kind of turned a little bit I think because Phoenix has actually been pretty good they've been I'm more comfortable with him being in that start. yeah I mean
1: they've yet. won seven straight he obviously had a killer week game winner in Chicago you know uh, big game versus uh, I think Indiana they had they had the comeback win versus the Kings last week that we talked about. They haven't played anyone great and also been dominant versus them in this stretch, right? I, I think Dallas is the one team that had a winning record that they kind of handled, uh, but even that game they were down 16 in the first half. So it's a very weird team. I want to get to Phoenix a little later just because i I'm still making I'm still not sure what to make of them in terms of title contention. Uh, feels like they're a piece away, but. Certainly playing a little Beals bit more. Beals had like,
0: some moments. Beals look
1: really. Hey, if you, I was thinking of this, and I was talking to my Wizards buddies. I was like, if you have an owner who's willing to make your $50 million a year guy the third banana, well, hell, Beal looks incredible in that role. But yeah. it's the combination of paying him that much money and then expecting third star production, where which team is going to sign up for that beyond like a handful of them? So, um, okay, so let's go to the East Reserve. So we're going to assume these five are locked, they're already on the team. Give me your East backcourt. So just two guys.
0: On the reserves? Yep. Backcourt. I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell.
1: Yep, same.
0: And I'm going to go Jalen Brunson.
1: Yes, okay. Those were my two.
0: I think Mitchell, uh, Mitchell. I his case has gotten stronger because Cleveland's been so good despite Garland going down, despite yeah. Mobley going down, which that brings yeah. up a whole other discussion. but Yes, it does. Uh, so I think to him, that, to me, that makes sense. Jalen Brunson's just been solid all year. The Knicks have been balling now with OG in the lineup and all those crazy stats where he's plus 30, plus 40 on all these games. Um, but I still think Jalen Brunson's the driving engine of that team. So to me, well, those are pretty pretty locked in.
1: That's the incredible thing about Brunson. I mean, we just got to shout him out. First time All-Star. I would be absolutely stunned if he didn't make the team, especially since the coaches vote, and he's like got to be like the favorite player of any coach. So he's going to make the roster. It's his first ever All-Star game. Dallas lets him walk. They didn't give him a four-year, fifty my $5 million deal. Think about that in today's NBA. Like, Denny Avdia just made that, right? Grant yeah. Williams signed on the Mavericks 4-4 for, for 53, which is the contract they wouldn't give Brunson two years ago. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, and then the off season, they wouldn't go to the max, which again, I wouldn't have either for what Brunson was. I didn't know. I don't think anybody thought him being that him to have become this good. And it's just such an incredible story. Like he's put the Knicks on his back They're They're 11 and two, uh, uh since the OG and trade, they still have more ammo to make another Blake splash. And he's like the driving force of it all. And has not even flinched once playing in Madison square garden. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah okay so who's in your front you said right yeah 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 yeah. I had the same two who's in your front court this is where it got a little hairy for me but I think I think I feel good about it
0: I have Bam yes I have Bam I have Jimmy Butler now that one I (laughs) (laughs) and I kind of the fastest backtrack I've ever has Porzingis played enough he so he's
1: only played 29 games. So I didn't go Porzingis because I just felt games played. He's and played I had 32. Him, 32. Okay. So I Jimmy Butler's played 29. Jimmy Butler's played 29. Which definitely did not feel like enough for
0: me. Yeah, so okay. I, I'm gonna put Porzingis in there. Okay. Um and before I had Paolo, uh and the magic have slipped. I think when we talked about they were still kind of riding this high.
1: For sure. Um
0: Franz was out, and Paolo has had a so so for me. It's a it stretch. It's right now. I'm struggling between Paolo, Jalen, and Porzingis, and Jimmy Butler. Those are kind of the names I had. I must okay. be forgetting someone.
1: But the um, I think important thing. So
0: you could pick. So who you're you're going to definitely take Bam, Dan, and definitely Bam, know. and then I've got okay. two more spots. So if, if, okay. if Jimmy, you're right, 29. I didn't even realize it's that low. I'll put Jalen in one of the spots. Okay. I don't know, Porzingis. It feels weird for three of the Celtics to be in the top ten. As good as they've been, that might be overdoing it. Um, but what are the options? Randall Franz Frogs- Wagner.
1: So that's my guy. I think Randall. you have to put Julius Randall in there. He has been. I know he started off the season poorly. It was a continuation of his. You know, really, really. Uh, you know, upsetting to Knicks fans playoff run with the ankle injury. Is he hurt? Is he just demotivated? He goes into this like mopey modes modes at random times. It's like no idea what's going on with him. He has been freaking ridiculous for the last like two, two and a half months. His numbers have normalized. I think he's still shooting the three below his career average, but the rest of his game, rebounding, scoring, and the Knicks are flying high. So I took, I went with Bam like you did, I went Jalen Brown because I feel like he's really played his way into the team. Mm-hmm. I think he's been their second best player of late. And, you know, obviously the Celtics are going to get a minimum of two all-stars. And then I had uh, Julius Randle.
0: I just love how he's rebounded from a really tough start. No, you're right. And Randall has been, if you look at the last two months, it's 27, eight and five. And they're winning. That, so it's not and, like, and, a, and they're, they're good. good. Yeah. I mean, OG and Inobi has unlocked so much for them. I think he takes mm-hmm. a lot of pressure off those guys at a multiple, of areas, so everyone's thriving in that that offense. And even today, they they just put the smackdown on who the Nuggets, oh, the Nuggets, yeah. right? Or they're putting I, the smackdown. I don't know. That. Heard of a
1: guy named Jokic? Yeah, he's yeah. getting absolute pile drive. I actually went to Knicks Nuggets in Madison Square Garden last year. Knicks won, so now we're two and zero in two seasons at home there. Um, oh damn! Uh, so kind of funny, yeah. but yeah, like I mean, Celtics are beating the shit out of the the Heat also uh, right now. But um, yeah, it's super interesting, man. Like Randall, like. The, the, there's like this true love hate relationship with him. I feel like in the city where he has the all NBA selections, he has the all star selections. It's never felt real, right? It's almost felt like Zach Levine's all star selections. But I'm like, Randall has turned himself in. If you think about the early days with the Lakers, like he broke his ankle the first game of his rookie year, it was out for the year, struggled with playing with Kobe, that whole deal gets traded to New Orleans um actually does okay but it just felt like he's all he did is bully ball etc the way he's evolved his game not just as an outside shooter but also as a playmaker and honestly Tibbs has gotten him to buy in on defense a little bit more I I have a huge soft spot for Julius Randle. I gotta be honest but like I just I'm really really impressed with his career arc so
0: I'm impressed but I feel like we've had this conversation a couple different times and then the next season, at craters again. So
1: he has he's on again, I, off again seasons. Yeah, and yeah. You,
0: I mean, you led with that, right? It's like he just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So I think we don't sometimes we don't give him the credit he deserves. Yeah, but he has been incredible. I actually, I forgot he's been that good. So I had kind of had him in my honorable mentions at the top, yeah. but he deserves a spot. Um, I think the big so, issue
1: with him is three point shooting. Right, just thirty one percent on five and a half attempts a game. That's yep. bleak. You want that to either be thirty five percent, like it was last year, or like two attempts a game at most.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, who are your last two spots then?
1: So, wildcard Dame was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Dame last was one, one, I was basically where you were on Paolo, which is like he stops getting the credit for magic being good. They're like two games better than than the Bulls. I'm like, okay, we're not like trying Trump <laughs> to trumpet DeRozan, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's a second year player. It's not like he's been waiting forever and ever for this opportunity. So I went with Trey. I gritted my teeth. I'm not thrilled about it. You know, everyone's like, "How can you leave Trey Young off with these kind of stats and his stats are pretty eye-popping, right? He's averaging 27 and 11. His three-point shooting has gone back up to, you know, pretty much around where it is career average like 36%. But what I'll say is last year alone, he averaged 26 and 10 and did not make the All-Star team because the Hawks weren't good. Um and so this is a very similar route. I mean, you could obviously make the argument he doesn't deserve it because they just don't win when he plays and he puts up these numbers, but I just, I didn't like the case for, 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 um, you know, Paolo. I didn't like a third Celtic because I don't think they've been so dominant that they deserve that. And I didn't really want to go Scotty Barnes because if, like, I was like, if I'm going to take a good stats, bad team guy, I just would rather have Trey as a a better player to me at this stage than Barnes.
0: Yep. I, uh, I know. I gritted my teeth and I put Trey as, I kept Trey because I had him on my list before. I did, yeah. And a couple of reasons I wanted to take him out. You already highlighted it. I mean, the Hawks, DeJounte has been great um, in the absence of Trey. Uh, and I don't know. The Hawks don't look that much different. So I, I still question what his impact yeah, really cool. is. Yeah. But his stats are so good. And then to me, that last spot was either Trey. It was um, Paulo. Or Scotty Barnes. And Scotty Barnes is the most interesting one because yeah. he's had a good season. Um but I think with Scotty Barnes, I would want to see what a full season looks like with he's where he's the number one option before I kind of assess his game. Like, yeah, he gets like twenty and seven or whatever his stats are. Uh I think he's my honorable mention. So yeah, Trey
1: begrudgingly. It's not great. And 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 the West is way harder um, because here you're trying to talk yourself into guys there. You're like forcibly trying to talk yourself out of guys, right? Because you only have so many spots yep. um, and uh, you know, there's Scotty seems to be the pick of all the blog boys that I've seen um, for, for his advanced numbers seem to be very favorable. And I'm like, that's fine, but he averages 20 and eight and like his efficiency is decent. He's obviously a good versatile defender, but you know, they suck too and they've sucked like kind, kind of the whole time he's been there. So what,
0: yeah, and I
1: they have sucked the whole like, regardless of what they're doing.
0: But well, just because he's very promising and he's taken a leap forward this year, doesn't mean that gets him an All Star. nod. like you said. Well, you—I mean, outside of the last like five games, he's been the number two player on a team that's not going anywhere. So how much? you know, we really give to him.
1: That's the other thing. Like part of the analysis when I read it is like, he's taken such a leap forward in his offensive repertoire. And I'm like, okay, congrats to him. Like, I'm glad he's put in the work. What does that have to do with like the relative measure versus all the other guys in the
0: conference? Right. Like, And, and, and kind of what he's benefiting is he did not have a good year last year, right. Disappointing sophomore campaign. Yeah. So this is kind of where we expect him to be. But since last year was so bad, it's like even more of a surprise that he's jumped to this level. Yeah. Um, so it's a little skewed in my mind, but yeah. Otherwise, I think we're pretty much aligned. I think I agree. You Randall's pick, the pick. one who kind of got into the conversation, and same with Jalen Brown for me. Those weren't on my list. So did you end up picking Randall? Yeah, who I think I'm gonna put Randall.
1: Yeah, yeah. So okay, so your forwards, your team is the same as mine. So is what you're saying. Yeah, and we didn't talk
0: about Maxi, right? But I had Maxi as a
1: starter. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the first cut. I did, yep. too. So then Maxie, yeah, Maxie's on the bench. So Maxie's still going to make the team. I mean, he deserves it, obviously, and he's been playing really well. He has, He's not, like, still on that scorched earth pace that he was on, but uh, yeah. but certainly deserving. And, and you know, we're going to get to Joel and the craziness that has been his season. I mean, his numbers are absolutely ludicrous. Um, okay, in the West, uh, I'll kick it off. My backcourt. Let me see what I had. I had Anthony Edwards. So we're, we're assuming those five stars are in all five of those guys were on my line in my roster. However, I had Kawhi starting over LeBron would, would be how I have done it. But let's just assume those five guys yeah. are in Anthony Edwards from the Timberwolves. And then, of course, uh, Devin Booker, who's made an incredible run here and has been, you know, on another planet. I think over the last 2 3 weeks, especially since they've had the big three back, so he was my back. He was my
0: second backcourt selection. So sorry, it was Booker and who? Ant. Ant. Yeah, yeah. So that's who I have. I um so mine got a little funky because I had SGA as my <laughs> starter originally, right? Um but my backcourt would be Ant and Booker. Fox begrudgingly had to take him out. He has not been good the last several weeks. No. Something's going on with him. Uh, he would not speak to the media. There's a lot of speculation in Sacramento something personal or something that's going on in his personal life. I don't know what it has to do with, but he's looked off, completely off. So he gets knocked down a peg. Booker has really been amaz- great last couple weeks. They've started to win. So yeah. I, I think... I think that's a no-brainer. I actually don't even think who you can argue goes in that second-card spot. Well, neither
1: of us – the thing is Devin Booker is a guy who's going to have to make a little bit of a comeback, right, because there are a lot of people – so first of all, and maybe we should have the Steph Curry conversation because <laughs> I'll tell you frankly, neither Steph Curry or De'Aaron Fox are on my All-Star rosters. Um, now, I expect Curry to be a lock in the reserves just because I, I think there's no way with his numbers still being pretty damn good – uh, for all non-Curry uh, people in this world. like For his standards, they're maybe a little down, but for everyone else, they're still ridiculous. He won't get penalized for the team because he's got the pedigree, right? So I very much expect him to be on the team. On my team, he's not there because I'm like, okay, the Warriors are 19 and 22 or they don't look good. He has not played well for the last two, two and a half months. You go look at his splits. They're be- he's like shooting in the mid-30s from three since like January 1, really even before that. And so I'm just like, yeah, the numbers are good, but a lot of guys' numbers are good. So this is a hard mm-hmm. exercise. And so I left him off, and I left Fox off for the reason you had. So my front court is actually Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and DeMonta Sabonis. Because when I look at it, I'm like, okay, who is the engine that's driving the Kings? It's always been one or the other. You're never really sure. First two months of the year, it was like clearly Fox, and now he's taking a step back. Sabonis so has been, you know he's been incredible of late so i just i went with him because i feel like versatile, uh, versatility the rebounding the playmaking and he's 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 up to scoring he's over 20 points a game now so
0: i have those three as my front court guys hmm. i had a feeling i thought i was going to be more controversial so i think anthony i have anthony davis Kawhi, uh and sabonis as well okay so and, and sabonis i think beginning of the year it looked like it was fox's team But Sabonis has brought it every game. And, dude, it's been underreported how good he's been. Like, you talk about the triple-doubles. He's right behind Jokic. Um, He's been incredible in so many of these games and consistent. Now, the one thing I still don't like is he's still not taking those free-throw jumpers, still not taking enough of those where the defense sags and what the Warriors did to him last year. But outside of that, he's upped his game across the board. So I think he gets it. Anthony Davis has been just absolutely incredible makes sense um and Kawhi. nothing to say there i think where we're gonna differ now is the last two spots these this was the hardest exercise because there are so many good so many guys yeah um so i'm curious to see where you got got i have a
1: list of legitimately seven guys for these two spots all of which really eight guys all of which who have a very real argument for it um i went with Paul George and Laurie Markkinen.
0: Ooh. Okay. okay. And I think
1: with Paul George, he's having like one of the most efficient seasons of his career. He's playing great two-way basketball. The, the you know, the, since the six game losing streak after the Harden trade, the Clippers are 28 and seven. And they've beaten all kinds of teams. They've beaten the nuggets. They've beaten like, you know, the, the smaller teams they have beaten bad, good teams. They've just mowed everyone. They've beaten the Suns. They beat the Lakers like, and they are beating these teams pretty handily on a lot of these nights. And although Paul George's counting stats have been higher in other seasons of his career, I think he's at 23, 24, he's like 23, five and five on great efficiency. He's not needed every night. I just felt like that's the season that really like, to me, like that embodies who Paul George is where he's like a gunner when you need him to be, he's a defender when you need him to be, he's a connector. He's like the perfect second star on a team, in my Mm -hmm. opinion, like you had like you had to mold a guy, it's either the Anthony Davis type, the just rim protector destroyer, and you know down low, or it's the Paul George type. Yeah, um, and so I I went with him, and then Lori was like, "Look, Lori has picked his numbers way back up, all the way back to where they were last year. The the Jazz as a team are uh, 500. They're in the playing mix. Like, I know he's not the name of some of these other guys, right? Like I passed up on a lot of bigger names, but. You look at a Zion. You look at an Ingram. Sure, their teams are four or five games better, but have they really played better than Laurie Marketing? I say no.
0: Interesting. Uh, I echo Paul George. He's got to get it. Two Clippers you make did sense have him. the way they've been playing. Him. Huh? You said you did have him. I have him. I have him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Marketing? No. <laughs> I I'm not a marketing fan. I don't know why. Know, it's, know. It just feels empty. I I'll tell you. I don't. I flirted with Gobert at one point. No. Yeah. Minnesota struggled a little bit. He's as good as the defensive impact is there. I mean, I don't know. I'm taking him off. Fox, I'm kicking off my list. I'm and that's a big news for me, but the Kings are just not good enough to justify two guys. Agreed. Um so now I am actually gonna go Curry. Curry. Okay. Oh, here's I mean, the thing, dude. Curry this on. this is like a sentimental. I mean, I don't I hate Curry. You know that. But at some point, he's like with these guys and Kobe in his Twilight years, Curry, LeBron. Curry's still, I mean, for all the efficiency you talk about, and he's not been as great, especially down the stretch lately. He's still 40% three point shooting on the year. He's still the only kind of offensive engine on that team. And yeah, they're struggling, but what? They're like two games, three games behind Utah, LA. Mm-hmm. To me, I grouped them all together, and so I just—it's hard to leave Curry off an All Star team. He's not been that bad. Like you're telling you're me, right. he's so bad that he doesn't make the All Star game. I, I you're I, right. You're right. He probably should have made it over Lori. Frankly, yeah. Like the Lori man. Like, yeah. Anyways, I, I get the Like why, from a season standpoint, Lori gets in, but at some point, the the resume matters, and the Warriors are still. They run on stuff, right? It's not yeah. his fault that the rest of the team has gone to shit.
1: And he's still, for all that we've talked about it, like you said, the the efficiency, of, like he's still shooting on the season forty percent from three on uh, eleven attempts again. Yeah, so that's pretty. It's, elite it's been normalized, right? like
0: how good he is, that we just. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. Like I think I probably the thing about Curry is I feel like he seems a little uh, you know disinterested this season. I think he's looking around like. Yeah, I'm the good soldier. I never complain. I never say anything. But why do I have this shit roster around me after like all that I've given? And it's very strange because the Warriors have won four times. The 2022 title is as sweet as they come, right? To do it after KD in the like twilight of Kit Clay and Draymond's prime, and to still go up, come back and win. And so, why does it feel right now like we're in like a disappointing era? And I guess that's the case with any dynasty, right? The 99 yeah. Bulls, everyone was depressed because they didn't keep it together. The '04 4 Lakers had just come off a 3 One more title is really depressing, right? So the Heat versus the Spurs, that 4-1 collapse in 2014. So I guess this is how it goes. I just find it to be kind of strange that there's this like real air of like frustration and anxiety around a team that has had nothing but success for almost a decade.
0: Yeah. No, I
1: I agree um gobert is an interesting one right because ant is going to get the nod in my opinion just given he's the face of the team they want to make him the face of the league he's obviously the best offensive player however i will say this feels a lot like the utah jazz teams where they were defense first they led the league in defense on multiple occasions and it was always a question of like is this a donovan mitchell team or is it a rudy gobert team and yep. you look at the Timberwolves right now, and what makes them great is their defense, right? They're number one in the league in defense. They're like number 19 or 20 in offense. So who's the guy that's responsible for that? It's Rudy Gobert. But you know, that's just how it goes. Like he's not gonna get the like fanfare here.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately for him, like I know this is a regular season selection, but we we know how far that defense goes in the postseason. And it's colored the way we look at it, right? And he's not giving you anything on the other end. So, sucks for him, it. but.
1: I do think things are going to change, though. Like, so many more big men now are playing. Oh, yeah.
0: It's different from those Utah teams of four years ago, four or five, yeah. if, right? Um, so, it'll be interesting to see, but we'll, I'm sure we'll get to Minnesota later in, in today's pod because I know we've got cats to yeah, talk about.
1: Absolutely. And just quickly, um, the names we didn't say Alper and Sangoon, who's having a great year for dude, Houston. Can he, I say he one is, thing about Sengun?
0: Like, I feel like it's going to be mean, but sure. I think he's been awesome, but I feel like... The problem is, I, I think of Sabonis. He gets compared to Sabonis, and people are starting to say he's already better, or he gives you more. And I think we need to pump the brakes on... He's been really good, right? But he's still not the same passer. He still has this... He's not a good shooter, right? So... Like, why are we treating this guy like the next Jokic? I feel like he's already elevated to, like, the the next Jokic label. First of all, he's
1: 21. Yeah. He's 22, 9, and 5. Uh, 23 PR, like, one of the highest win shares in the league. Win shares 0.17. That's, like, Durant level. He's doing it on a team that was, like, one of the worst in the league and has now brought itself back to respectability. He's a sixteenth pick, completely unnamed guy. The OKC Thunder actually had that pick and traded out. Like the story has made for a really good um foundation, and then he's been playing great. So that's why he's gonna get his his love. Most see, I, I think most of your takes are just driven off of like some type of like essentially like you're like Bill Simmons, where Bill Simmons hates Aaron Rodgers because it was like at one point people were like, He's a better passer than Tom Brady. He hates LeBron because he the Celtics thing, and now he plays
0: for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, uh, no shit. Like, what do you, what were your takes on Kyrie back in 2017? That's it was true. all fueled by John, your John Wall fandom. So That's don't act fair. like this is any different than that.
1: But there's guys like Tyrese Halliburton who are just minding their own business, sitting in Indiana, trying to make it happen. And you're just you'll take no, you'll spare I've, no expense to crush him. I've never said
0: anything bad about Tyrese Halliburton. When no, have I no, last never said, said never anything bad? Her.
1: What I want to know is where does it come on SGA? Because you were down on him for a while. So why didn't we get the love on that? Because he was taking Fox's title as best young guard in the West. SGA?
0: Oh, SGA is uh, – oh, he's at a different level, dude. I I bow out to SGA. I'm never talking shit about SGA again. You know
1: what I was thinking? as a good bet for him on FanDuel. Just every single game, just bet the over on like 26, 27 and a half and the under on like 34 and a half. He is so yeah. freaking consistent. Like he's between like thirty and thirty three every single night. Yep, that, um, that's actually a
0: good point. He's very much. Um,
1: a... So okay, so let's get to all this other stuff. I mean, we do love all stars, but moving on, we'll see what the reserves come out as next next week. Can
0: I say one thing about yes. the all stars? Yeah, the one guy I would have wanted to put here in this lineup is Brandon Ingram.
1: But yes,
0: weirdly enough, he's taking fewer shots. He's actually. Lowered the scoring. Like he, this is a fewest number of shots he's taken in New Orleans. CJ McCollum is having a crazy good year. Yes. Like he's shooting forty five percent from three, just a flamethrower. Zion is, I think it's underwhelming because we we've seen what Zion could do at the All NBA level, but he's fine. And, and he's starting. Is, to,
1: he's starting to look like himself. He's again, starting a to a little look
0: bit. better. And this team is balling. Like they Damn. are so good. Um, they have these games where they just kind of fall flat, but. They're what, 26 and 18, I think. So I just want to call out, this feels like a team that should have one guy, but I I couldn't justify Ingram based on the stats and the production. So,
1: Well, I looked at it for a while too, and I was like, man, this really feels like a sum of the parts thing, which is, you know, you look at it like Phoenix, who is recently in the play and has two all-stars. Lakers, who are in the play and have two all-stars. You know, Clippers, who are four-seed, have two All-Stars. Then the one, two, and three all have one. We didn't talk about Jamal Murray, right, who's having a yep. good year. Not great, but a good year for a team that's awesome. Didn't talk about like a Jalen Williams or Chad Holmgren or any of those guys. Grazed over uh, Gobert. And then Cat, we haven't mentioned, who's also shooting the cover off the ball. So it's just kind of this weird thing where there's so many good players, but um, – for, for whatever reason, like not every good team is going to be rewarded the way you'd think. Um, mm-hmm. The East feels top heavy and star heavy is also at the top where you're trying to like, you're not going to sit there and like pound the table for like, Oh, it has to be, you know, uh, Franz Wagner. It has to be like Kobe white. You know, it's so, like if those yep. guys are bigger names, you'd start to see these cases for them that don't make any sense.
0: Yep. Totally agree. Okay.
1: So Milwaukee, two all-star starters, they're thirty-one and thirteen. Um, what a strange year for the Bucks. So, fast uh, rewind. They get dumped in round one, right? Um, mm-hmm. Last season to the Heat when Jimmy Butler could not be contained. Looked like prime Michael Jordan. Fire Budenholzer, who they've pretty much been ready to fire, except he kind of won a title right in the middle of all that. Um, hire Adrian Griffin on the recommendation of Giannis. That's important, right? Because they wanted to go after Nick Nurse. For some reason, Giannis didn't like Nurse. He said, no, let's get Griffin. And I think a key thing to remember is this was done before the Damian Lillard trade. The Lillard trade didn't even happen until training camp or right before. So that was a splash move. Out goes Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, the rest of those guys. In comes Lillard, Malik Beasley, etc. Um, And Terry Stotts comes and goes. Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez all get into it. Giannis has had some weird quotes. And again, they're 31 and 13, and they're second in the West East. Um, so Adrian Griffin was fired. Uh, they replaced him with uh, Doc Rivers, which is funny because, well, funny for a lot of reasons. And Doc has now found one more super team to ruin to complete the Infinity Stone set. Um, you know, and I'd say before turning it over to you, I'd say like he got hosed and it was the right decision. Yeah. Is how I feel about I mean, it. So I mean, where are you at
0: with this? Okay, first of all, I'm going to say this. Right decision. It's better to pull the plug early than waiting. Uh, the last time we saw something like this was the Cavs with Black. Yep. And it was the right decision. They were good. They were even better, I think. Their record was like 30-11 and 11 or um, slightly better than what the Bucks are now. So it was the right decision. Good they made the move. I think people forget Agent Griffin. Also, got, he's got some skeletons in his closet, too. He's got um and I, to me part of it part of me at first was wondering if this was because there were some allegations or things happened i don't think it was that it was just a pure basketball move yeah but here's my takeaway from the whole thing Giannis is a coach killer <laughs> isn't this the bill no. simmons
1: take he didn't say that he did he was they- like i'm just making a theory i don't want you to be aggregating me
0: but Giannis is a coach oh, killer. maybe he's a coach killer But I don't think anyone's got their franchise in a chokehold. I don't think... Here, I'm going to go... I'm going to... Here's a hot take, right? Yeah. Not even any LeBron team, no star in the last 20 years, has had a greater chokehold on their team than Giannis, right? Now, I'll tell you why. First of all, he got... uh, I mean, he didn't get kid fired. He liked kid. Kid got fired. Uh, He got bud fired. Right. Ultimately, it was Giannis' decision. He got Agent Griffin hired because he didn't want Nurse. Like you said, that was a Giannis veto. And he now got Griffin fired. And of course, it had to get approved by Giannis. This was not happening without him. So, one, he's had an influence on all these coaches. Two, he has held them over a barrel, like, you know, the extension a couple different times. The reason they got rid of Drew and got Dame was Giannis. You know, the reason they've done a lot of these moves is because of the reason they got Drew in the first place was also to please Giannis and make sure he can stay. Now, the last part of it is Thanasis. The only reason that guy's on a roster is because <laughs> of Giannis. And, dude, that this one to me, I know people don't talk about it, but a roster spot is valuable. And for him to just be there cheerleading, like, it is so... This is not anything bad against Giannis, but I think it's just showing that the Bucs are in this weird position where they're totally just, you know, at his feet for anything that happens. And I think in this situation, Adrian Griffin was a bad coach, but Doc Rivers comes in. What happens if Doc doesn't do well? Like, this is... They're in this weird mode of operating where I think Giannis dictates everything, and, and if I'm the Bucks, you have to listen to him. So anyways... I just think he's Giannis is ruthless behind the scenes. He is. He is not this cuddly
1: teddy bear that everyone wants him to be. That is for damn sure. One of the things I think is funny is like, and you brought up the analysis, I was gonna say a lot of guys have influence on the on the team, you know, and the rosters and everything else like that. Like LeBron had the entire 2018 Cavs roster traded at midseason the worst part about Giannis's influences is that actually it's his brother's influence, which is like the <laughs> last person you want to be making the shots. Like, the Nasus, like, forget him being, like, one of the most biggest clown shows in the NBA and just being an awful player. Like, he probably doesn't know anything about what to do, but he's telling, Giannis, yeah, like, oh, we got to go get this guy. We got to go this That's <laughs> like, yes, that's 100%. So I was thinking, we were joking. It's like Dame didn't have to convince Giannis to fire Adrian Griffin. He had to convince the Nasus. And then yeah, the wheels are in motion. So, yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, like, Budenholzer probably ran his course. Like, I don't think it's crazy that they fired him with or without Giannis's, uh input. But I do think that this was a – and, of course, Giannis came out and was like, I love Griff, and I didn't really – I invited him to my wedding, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, just, you know, fine. Okay, that's a PR stunt. That's okay. I guess you feel like you have to say that. But it was clearly a move that – I don't know if it was a Dame-driven move or a Giannis-driven move, but that does not happen without him signing off. Mm-hmm. Um no ifs and and buts. No franchise would do that, especially like you said, one that is beholden to every single request this guy makes. Um, because Curry has that influence, he doesn't wield it though.
0: Yeah. Uh, absolutely.
1: At least what we see. Um Dirk had that influence, he didn't wield it. Uh you well, know the way
0: Curry wields it is he just tries to keep status quo, I think. Right.
1: He, yeah, maybe it's like, look, can we trade Clay? Can we trade Draymond? It's like, absolutely no. Maybe yeah. that's the yeah. way it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, they they also, you know, again, everyone's gonna be like, who the hell would say no to Kevin Durant? But he did say yes to like kind of taking the back seat and taking a lot of shit for it, right? Like he didn't win those finals MVPs, and it was like, oh, this is an all time great. He's had three titles and zero finals, you know, like so yep. some of that stuff factors in the legacy. Anyway, um Yeah, look, I think, I think for whatever reason it didn't work, and I don't know, I've heard some of the off course stuff. I actually don't know the details of it, but um, I assume this is a basketball related decision because as good as the team was, if they were seven and six in the last 13, they very uneven, they would like be down like 30 to Portland on random nights and have to claw their way back, blown out by Utah, blown out by Cleveland. You know, then they'd go beat the Celtics by 40. It was just like a very Jekyll and Hyde year. And it's like, okay, we're trying to be a title team. Like this isn't like win 55 games and make noise in the playoffs. Like every single year with Giannis, especially when he's like, like, I don't know if you've looked at his numbers this year in terms of just, like, all the eye-popping stats around the league. He's putting on a clinic, right? Yeah. Like, just night after night assaulting the rim. Um, his, you know, lowest, I think, field goal attempts, but, like, highest, lowest usage in a long time and doing everything right. So it's kind of like, we have to go now. Yeah. And, look, do they ignore all the personnel changes they made to make them the 19th-ranked defense? Sure. But if these guys weren't connecting with him and they didn't like what he was running on D... Then you're going to spend all year trying to in, quell the infighting while your title chances slip away because Boston, yeah. and Philly, and all these guys are
0: well-oiled machines. Absolutely, and and you know it's, to talk about Doc, um, has it been? Is it official, Doc? I think
1: so. Did you know right? what was going on with that? Like CNN report, they like didn't mean the report. <laughs> CNN like, sports. I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't follow what that was, but they reported it like a day before everyone. I yeah. don't think they had the
0: story. I think they like thought they were something happened that didn't happen. But I think yeah. it's official now. Yeah. So here's what I'll say about Doc. I I know we clown on Doc, and I I I don't know if he's the best choice. And we've seen him the number of leads he's dropped in the playoffs, and that's not what Milwaukee needs. But at the same time, what other coach can you bring in that is going to have the buy-in in the locker room, which you need with with guys like Dame and Giannis, who's got success with personalities and dealing with a team of stars, and that can come in mid-season and just right the ship right, right. milwaukee's been doing fine you can't bring in an innovative offensive coach someone who can game plan and scheme and get you out of those situations in the playoffs so to me if you're going to make this move mid-season i'm actually okay with it being Doc. i think there's a lot of no one's happy about it but who else are they going to go get realistically right so that's yeah all it's a good about it
1: it's a good point because you can't waste the year. You don't want Joe Prunty leading the troops yeah, exactly. into T D Waterhouse Garden or whatever it's called uh, in, in May. And uh there's really no other big name coaches that are chilling. And Doc is gonna have its issues. Um, you know the Sixers Did you hear the Simmons theory about why he's coming back now? It's actually kind of interesting. Like Oh, to to show that, because the Sixers are getting all this love, and and then Harden's playing really well, and they're, yeah, I, I think Doc's got an ego for sure, and I think that's kind of funny because he's like, oh, this is ready-made situation. Also, uh, PFT commenter uh, on part of my take brought up the hilarious comparison to Dick Cheney, where he was like, <laughs> when Dick when when President Bush was looking for or when he's a nominee and he's looking for his vice president, he enlisted Dick Cheney in helping him find one. Yeah, and Dick Cheney like searched for a while. He's like, you know, I think the answer is me, and that's exactly <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly, he's been a consultant. Yeah, he's
0: been consulting
1: the Bucks or whatever. <laughs> uh, which I'm sure did not go over well with Adrian Griffin. But yeah, this is a little dirty, but you know, whatever. All's all fair in love and war, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I I think they'll be the better for it. I think he'll stabilize them a little bit more, uh, and. I the question comes what happens in the postseason what happens when they go against Boston what happens when yeah. they go against Philly I can't imagine that you would favor them versus Boston regardless
1: and no. I certainly think don't think an in-season coaching change is going to help even if it's an upgraded coach
0: yeah and I'm curious to see what doc does right does he go back to the, the defensive schemes of bud because Griffin tried changing things up and he tried putting his own imprints on that team what does doc do doc Doc is kind of a vibes guy anyway to begin with. Yeah, he did. So he did.
1: He did say publicly on a broadcast or a podcast or something that, like, they need to run way more Dame and Giannis pick and rolls. And that was the big talk this week, which is, like, they only run, like, eight or ten pick and rolls. Yeah, uh, and that
0: feels like such an obvious thing to to spam in a lot of these, especially in the regular season. Like,
1: Yeah, so maybe he just starts doing that, like, goes back to the traditional drop coverage, which is what Brook Lopez likes to play. Like, there's some things he could probably do. But I don't know. Like at the end of the day, like y- your offense is not going to be holistically different when you have Giannis and Dame. Like you're kind of going to
0: do the same thing. Yeah. Right? Like, and it doesn't need to be. Like we said, they're so good already. But um, Yeah.
1: They're they're I think they're um let me look at this. They're, you know, second in the league in offense. So they're not yep. hurting to score the best. Yeah, yeah. They're 19th in dif- defense. That's the they're issue fine. for them. Yeah. Um okay. So the other thing out East, Joel Embiid, 70 points. Um, I don't know if you watched that game or saw clips, but... I saw clips. It was weird because usually when a guy gets down the stretch that close to like a historic mark, the team sell out trying to stop him. And it didn't really look like the Spurs were doing that mm-hmm. until the very end. And I wondered if it was because, you know, well, Pop is completely checked out and barely coaches the team now, yep. or or for some other reason, but... The Spurs also, usually when you have 70 points, it's a, you know, a kind of a blowout and it was close. So, so, uh, you know, he kept playing. He is the most skilled. I mean, someone called him, um, I think Tim Bontemps called him Kevin Durant plus a hundred pounds. Yeah. And that is like an amazing, it's one pretty true given the style as he plays. And then two, just like unfathomable from like, uh, holy shit. How do you stop that perspective? So what would you think about, about that, his season? He's 36-12-6. He's slated right now to be the first player since Will Chamberlain in 1962 to have more points than minutes in a season. Um, he tied the record for most 30-10 games in a row. The one game he broke the streak when he only had seven rebounds, he had 10 assists. So yep. just unreal uh, season thus far uh, for, for Joel after you know they lose Harden and have all those kind of issues
0: starting the year. He's incredible, man. I, I think talent wise, you can't argue. And I think Embiid, the po- uh, the shitty thing for Embiid, and it's so funny that him and Harden played on the, the same team because they're the same guy. They're literally yeah. we're, we saw this exact arc with Harden, where, um, you know, Harden was having those games that the one year he averaged thirty five or thirty four, whatever it was, these insane scoring outputs, and it gets discounted in a bit because of the free throws and. All right, but he's going to the line a lot. He's flopping. He's flailing. And that is true with Embiid, but I I think it discounts just how skilled he is and like how you're right. Like Kevin Durant like scoring nights and sure his shooting numbers aren't like from three aren't, you know, insane. But the last two months, actually, he's been shooting 40%. Like On the season, he's only like 36%, I think, looking at it.
1: Which at his size and like how dominant he is interior, that's all you have to do.
0: It, like it's good. That's attack. like average. That's like league average, but he's yeah. upped his game. And um, but it's it's yeah, it's one of those things where it's no one's going to care until you do it in the postseason. So I I yeah. get I get the criticism there. I get the hang ups, but seventy is not easy, man. I don't care if this league. You know, these days anyone can get 50, 60, 70. Getting to that number is still insanely yeah. hard.
1: So, so we had two of them last year, right? We had Donovan Mitchell and we had Damian Lillard. So I guess that made it feel a little bit watered down, but it's only happened oh, nine times. I actually nine, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's only happened nine times in the history of the league. Yeah. Uh, so that that has to be said. Two things. One, the playoff track record, obviously everyone knows about. It. It's not just about not advancing uh, past the ra- second round. It's like his numbers are down a lot. Yep. Um, and he's been injured. He's had these weird freak injuries that like have sort of not been – a factor of him being injury prone. has just been like bad luck. So hopefully he stays healthy. He's had some like, you know, digestive problems at times, all sorts of (laughs) stuff. But the other thing is like, if you look even this season at his numbers versus bad teams versus good, it is a stark difference. Um, And that is the Joel Embiid conundrum because it's like, sometimes you watch and it's like, there's absolutely nothing anybody in the league can do about this. Right. And you see that when he, Completely tooled on the Nuggets and Jokic uh, a couple weeks ago, and they're actually going to play again on Saturday. There are other nights where, for whatever reason, it's like he's just not cooking in the way you would think he would, and that's the part that's like, even when Durant, for example, is missing shots, you never feel like he's not going to get hot. Um, yep. He'll have bad shooting games, but he always gets his looks. With with Embiid, like there's this struggle that I feel like other top stars don't quite have. Right now, he's—I mean, he's not struggling barely ever, but. He's it still rears its ugly head sometimes against the good teams in the league. And, you know, you have to figure out why that is sooner rather than later. He's got the right coach to do so with nurse, but um, you know, this is I hate to be like, oh, let's just wait till April because it discounts like what an amazing year he's having. But for his legacy purposes, let's say, that's a big part of, you know, how we're gonna view him.
0: He makes it easy and he makes it look hard. I think that's that's what it comes down to. And and this is why, dude, the hardened parallels for me are it's it's just it's insane because Harden's the same player where he has these nights where he just can't, especially sometimes against good teams. He looks completely ineffective. And, yeah. and then you're wondering like, how is this real? Is all this scoring real? I think the one thing I will give him beat credit for is I think he took a leap into super, super in the 2020, 2021 season, right? Yep. He have that was the year his scoring jumped. Um, his efficiency was jumped. He was just this dominant player, and he's only gotten he's gotten better every year after that. The last four seasons, he's only improved since then. Yeah. So I and I think it's always hard once you hit that superstar level to keep getting better. Jokic, I think we've seen the last couple of years do that, and beat is right there, just without the postseason success. So.
1: I know, he needs one run, right? Because these same questions could have been asked about Jokic a year ago. Yeah. And I didn't think they were fair to him either. Well, because his numbers
0: actually do get better than the playoffs, whatever. But point B... Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, that's fair, right? Because Jokic, I think him, he just had bad luck with injuries and the team. Yeah. And he this about healthy teams.
1: Look at this about Giannis, right? Like, we talk about this. Like, Giannis's playoff track record, minus the one year where he was phenomenal, obviously 50 ball in a closing. So I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve the love, but, like, if Katie's foot is six inches beyond the line that playoff run doesn't happen and his playoff track record is really bad right at that point one conference finals trip would have been in 2019 when they were up 2-0 versus toronto and then lose 4-2 so you can start to poke holes in a lot of these guys and you know this is where like the rings culture stuff comes becomes not just toxic toxic but like reductive i -hmm. get that it matters and it should matter but you really just need one to kind of go your way. Hopefully this is the year because I'd love to see him in high leverage situations. Um, like I'd love to see him in like game seven of the conference finals. Like we know fatigue is a factor for him historically. Like he's never played that deep into uh, the playoffs. Um, we'll see. Cause like the other funny thing is like, he's clearly the MVP front runner for me. Yeah. I think it's probably between him and SGA right now. I'd put him bead first. And he's gonna have like he's gonna flirt with that games played threshold, right? Like the sixty-five game mark. I think he's already missed like eight or nine games, maybe. So you never know with how they may want to rest him down the stretch.
0: And here is the thing, right? He's had he's had an like this season's been incredible. He also has an opportunity. This is very early, but you know if they're the three seed, Miami's trending. They're seven, but trending up to six. He could play Miami in the first round, Milwaukee in the second round, Boston in the third round. I, I I don't think it's murder, though. He won't get past it. But if he if he gets through that gauntlet, let's say somehow, right? Let's just entertain this. He yeah. gets to that gauntlet. This is one of the greatest seasons of like all time. Truly ever. Like yeah. truly, like if his stats stay the same and he gets through that gauntlet, it's like a top five season of all time.
1: Because you're also gonna then play maybe the Nuggets with Jokic. Yeah, like, maybe, I think the, the support comes out of
0: the West is gonna be pretty good, formidable. So that's looking way ahead but I'm just saying like I think we'll, it, depending on the postseason success we'll look back at the season as potentially being an all-timer
1: yep yep absolutely we do have to quickly mention cat 62 points in a loss that also got a scolding from his coach rightfully so frankly after the game they were they played awful they lost a 14 or 15 point lead to the hornets um they rebounded since with two wins so I think that's a good thing um that they kind of got back into the win column you sort of and cat's been Great, the last two games. So I think it's a good thing in that you don't uh, have to worry about that embarrassment too long. But pretty telling and kind of just sort of very cat ish to score that many points and then end up blowing a big lead and losing to a terrible team. So
0: let me let me say this about cat right. I and and don't lie to me. I know you were not watching Timberwolves Hornets.
1: I watched the I watched. uh, No, because you saw this. Well, he had 44 at the half, which was I almost thought was a glitch because we just watched him beat have 70. So I was like, "There's no way this is happening
0: again." So, so I maybe watched, turn it on. Yeah, I watched the second half. Yeah, so I didn't see the game. Fine, right? I heard the chatter on social media and all this about cat, and and I saw the Finch quote, and I was like, I was like, dude, this is too harsh, man. I mean, come on, a guy's at 60. Of course, people want him to you know, to, to keep going and, you know, get more points. Why are we all of a sudden being all holier than thou about this? You're high and mighty thing? about it, yeah. High and mighty. Then I watched this clip on, on Twitter, this, like, compilation clip of him just getting, just rejected, and like, late in the game, just time and time again, just barreling to the rim, not getting foul calls. Maybe some of them should have been called, fine. But, and I was like, oh, okay, this is what happened. And I thought it was so funny. I was like, okay, he really did cost them the game.
1: Well, the crazy thing is there was 10 missed calls in the last two-minute report. I don't even know that I've ever seen that happen. And like seven of them were against – seven of them were in favor of the Hornets, right? So you could argue they got screwed, but at that point, it's like why are we even in a close game? Um,
0: They got hosed down the stretch, but it was so obvious that – and the team said it too. They wanted him to get the – the record, right, or the uh, beat and beat,
1: which is fun. Like it's supposed to be fun. It's a it long season. <laughs> I, I did think he went a little too hard on him, and a lot of people have talked about like what other superstar or star level player would ever get that kind of treatment, and you really can't think of any. Like that's like something you would do for Cam Thomas if he was trending towards seventy and shot him out of a game. Not Carl Towns, one would think, but yeah. At any rate, all right. Anything else from you? I think that was like really fun filled week in the NBA and. Have you looked at the Saturday slate? No. What is it? Well, we got Jokic and Bede part two. Ooh. We have um, Lakers Warriors is the primetime ABC game.
0: Ooh.
1: And uh, I'm actually going to be in Milwaukee. We do a yearly Milwaukee trip. Just take the Amtrak up, hang out at a couple bars, uh, go to a game, and then take a van back Who's all sweet? the day. Just the Chicago crew.
0: Oh, nice.
1: A mixture of characters. Um and we're gonna go uh, on Saturday to watch Pelicans box, which should be a fun game.
0: Damn, that'll be fun.
1: Oh, and the well, other one that so there's triple header on ABC. Sorry, so the two I mentioned, and then Knicks Heat, which is a good game, I think.
0: Nice. Okay, big weekend. The only other thing, funny thing I'll mention is Luca and his little oh, tiff yeah. with Tim McMahon. I thought that was funny. McMahon <laughs> kicked a out. Prick.
1: But uh yeah, Luca has oh, yeah. Had... no one
0: likes Tim McMahon, but it was also funny that Luca, I don't know. These guys, man, they get triggered by the smallest things. It's but
1: you think about it, it's eighty-two times a year you got this microphone in your face with everyone looking for a reaction, especially a guy like McMahon. Like that's gotta get kind of grating, especially after that loss where it looked like you were cruising and all of a sudden yeah. you're down by thirty. Um yeah. and, and uh, you know, I was quickly I'll say this. I was thinking a lot about the Mavericks and sort of where they stand as a team, and about Luca, who I love, as you know, one of my favorite players. Is he? He might be like it's not even Harden because Harden's teams when the Rockets they won a lot. Yeah, Lucas just doesn't win enough, and I know he doesn't have a great team around him, and the West is deeper than they was back then and like players in the league is better. So you can't just rely on one guy, but the way they play, it demands them to rely on one guy for one. And then two, like as great as he is and as many like heroic moments as he has and has already had in his career. I'm just like, why do they always, why are they so mid?
0: He, yeah, he's uh he benefits from all the, when he has a great game, he's compared to all kinds of players. But he's not held to the same standards when his team's not doing well. I mean, me and you have agreed on this, actually. Kush is the one who's pushed back. Remember, we, we've, we you know, because yeah. if you're listening to this, we've had conversations around
1: who yeah,
0: could get more, more uh, flack that, yeah. for what they're doing. And and I think it's a fair question because you're right. Harden has, with the same heliocentric style, has been a top seed in a difficult West LeBron, same heliocentric style, easier conference, fine, but dominant team. And no one's saying we expect him to be a one seed, but, dude, they're now flirting again with the play-in. Yeah. I mean, not flirting. They are in the play-in at this point. They're in
1: the play-in. And, like, Kyrie has been great. Now they've been hurt, right? They have not played a lot of games together. I think that's valuable to say. Grant Williams signing didn't work and some other things. So no question. But, like, I was just thinking, if you replaced Jokic and Luka, the, I the, mean, the, the,
0: Maver- the Mavericks are
1: not 24 and 20. They're yeah. much better. Yeah. And in my last player rankings, which, you know, we didn't talk about, like I had Jokic two. No, I had one, obviously. Sorry. One. And I had Luka four. So we're not talking about a huge chasm between where these guys stand in the league. Yet that statement alone makes me wonder, like, who is Luka as like a guy?
0: Yeah. And, and here here's the, the crazy thing that then, right? Like they – they had him with Porzingis, and we were like, "Okay, not a good fit." Porzingis also not that great. He's still he's a third banana in Boston, but he's been amazing. They had Brunson, All Star. I get it. Him and Luca can't share the court, right? So, but, but that's what I'm saying like, about everybody. It, it's not been completely devoid of talent, right? Like, I don't think those rosters have been constructed that well, and he's never had a great roster. But he's had these all stars come, and now it's Kyrie, and they're still not changing.
1: You know, they're, Jokic has never played with an all star.
0: Yeah, because Jamal Murray has never been one, right? Yeah. I mean, and I that's, guess that's...
1: to be fair, Luka's never played with an all star either. Because,
0: no, no, yeah. So I, I, I actually think Luka has not had the benefit of a good team construction. I, I think the maps have not been constructed well. All I'm trying to say is that it's not like he hasn't had any talent with him. Right. right, and I've and seen
1: expect more, and I've seen LeBron take bad rosters far. I've seen Jokic take bad rosters far. You know, I've even seen Giannis on some like some of these Bucks teams yeah. that have not been awesome. He just puts them on their back on his back. And,
0: and before this year, maybe before the year before, Luca came into at least two seasons as the MVP favorite. So it, it's not saying it's unfair to compare him to those guys. It's absolutely fair because we treat yeah. him as a top three guy. You, top even
1: look at there. a guy like. Uh, and Embiid, uh, the year that Ben Simmons just decided not to show up, and they didn't want to trade him right away, right? Yeah, they just had this forty million dollar hole on the roster for like four, two, three months till till they made the Harden trade, and he had him in this. this the top four seed in the East. Yep, and that was before Maxi really turned it on. Right, that was not a great team. It was like Tobias Harris, and that was it. I just, and I love Luca. Like I'm going to be his apologist.
0: He's he's LeBron. He's like the next LeBron.
1: Something is off though. Um the stats are not empty because they're good, but they are just they're like mid calories, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and I and I think the excuse is always like, well, you know, the roster is just a bunch of shooters and Luka, But I think you raised a great point. We've seen that with Harden. We've seen that with LeBron. That is not an excuse not to win games. At least be a four seat. We're not even asking you to be the best team of the West.
1: Or stay out of the plan is my current Yeah, stay out um, of the plan, yeah. Um, you know, but there's a lot of talent like Pelicans t- go like eight, nine deep with really legit guys like there's a bunch of dudes. So maybe it's just he's caught in this situation where it's not enough around him. And yeah, anyway, I was just thinking about that last night when they were getting boat raced by Phoenix in the second half. So, all right. I granted, granted, but still. Yeah. He- who did not play last night, to be fair. Yeah. But yes. Um, Okay. On that note, that's a wrap for us. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Thick and Thin Hoops. Please follow us on all major podcast platforms, and we will talk to you next week.